We're coming to the end of January. This is the Terry and Jesse Show. My partner Terry is out doing some apostolic work. The man never ceases to work for the kingdom of God. My name is Jesse Romero. I'm the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. And just want to remind you, as we start nearing the end of January, the month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but there are things in life that stress you out. You know, you watch the mainstream media, you see what's going on in the culture wars, you see some things going on even within the church, infiltration of the church at the highest places. I'll tell you what keeps me at peace, what keeps my blood pressure down, what keeps me uh, tempered and even keeled is I just think about Jesus constantly throughout the day. I think about Our Lady constantly throughout the day. Jesus and Mary bring me peace. My faith in the Lord, my love for Our Lady and devotion to her, the promises of Our Lady, the promises of our Lord Jesus Christ, it floods my mind and my soul with peace. Talk to Jesus throughout the day. Talk to Jesus about your kids, about your marriage, about your employment, about uh, <clears throat> about some of the things that we're experiencing right now as Americans. This, you know, this whole medical dictatorship that we're going through. It's the holy name of Jesus that will bring you peace. It's the holy name of Jesus that brought Mary peace, brought Joseph peace, their son Jesus. St. Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10, In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those that are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Holy Bible also reminds us, remember, that Christ's name was chosen in heaven. And the angel Gabriel announced it when he informs the Blessed Virgin Mary of the Incarnation. The angel Gabriel tells Our Lady, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. It is a name that is pregnant with theology, pregnant with meaning. The name of Jesus, it means God saves. The very name Jesus bespeaks the magnitude of his mission, his infinite love, a love that caused him to offer himself up for us. The holy name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe and it's the most powerful prayer in the universe. It's the name that drives out demons in your nightmares, in your night terrors. But I also warn you that if you if you blaspheme the holy name of Jesus, it could be your death sentence. My name is Jesse Romero. Let me give you the gospel for the day. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. Today's holy gospel, Mark chapter, up, uh, ah, let me flip it, flip the page, it's Friday here, yep, okay, Jesus said to the crowds, 
This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, and then the grain is ripe. He wields a sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed that, when it is sown in the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can handle, can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 26, verse, uh, from verse 26 to verse 34. A lot of things going on here. If you notice our Lord, he, he generally uses, because that was, his, that was his environment, he used the, an agricultural setting. So this is kind of an agricultural parable found only in Mark. Our blessed Lord compares the mystery of, of, of natural organic growth to the expansion of the Catholic Church, the kingdom of God here on earth. The kingdom will visibly mature like grain. The Catholic Church will mature like grain. But the spiritual forces behind it will remain invisible. And so the parable of the leaven in Matthew 13, it elucidates the same mystery. St. Gregory the Great he said about this gospel, he said, The maturing grain signifies our increase in virtue. First, the seeds of good intentions are sown. These gradually bring forth the blade of repentance. And ultimately, we mature the ear of charitable works. When established in virtue, we are made ripe for God's harvest. So what is the harvest? It's the day of God's manifestation and judgment. We call this judgment day. The prophets like Jeremiah, the prophet Joel, the prophet Micah, the book of Revelation call it the, uh, the great day of the Lord. And we also, we also see in the parable of the mustard seed, it, it's based on the difference between the smallest seed and the greatest shrub. And it depicts how Christ's kingdom, the Catholic Church on earth, it begins with a small band of disciples. And it gradually grows into a worldwide church with over one billion people. This imagery that's, uh, that Jesus used to explain this, it's drawn from the Old Testament oracles that describe the dominion of ancient empires such as Babylon and Egypt and Israel. 
they were all portrayed as kingdoms that grew into mighty trees. But the Catholic Church is the mightiest tree. Why? Because it is Christ's kingdom here on earth. Christ's kingdom on earth is called the church militant. Christ's kingdom in purgatory is called the church suffering. Christ's kingdom in heaven is called the church triumphant. <clears throat> Notice that the church is, is Trinitarian in nature. There's three distinct parts to the church, but we're all one. We're all one in the body of Christ. And so as Catholics... Just remember that we have to persevere in order to be saved. Christianity is not a cakewalk. But we have everything that we need. We have the church, which is a pillar and foundation of truth. We have the, the teachings of the church, the perennial teachings of the church, which come from Christ and the apostles, or through the apostles. And also... We have the sacred tradition, which is that interpretive grid that helps us understand the sacred scriptures at a far deeper level. And we also have, once again, the perennial magisterium of the church, the perennial magisterium of the church. In other words, what the Roman pontiffs have taught since the very beginning, we call that the deposit of faith. The deposit of faith. <clears throat> this is Jesse Romero. This is Terry and Jesse show. Here's something for your need to know file. The Department of Justice is enforcing LGBT speech code. Yep. The Biden administration argued before a federal appeals court in Chicago Thursday that teachers must use the preferred pronouns of school children. John Kluge, a teacher at Brownsburg High School in Indiana, was confronted by a school district after he declined to use the preferred pronouns of LGBT students, opting instead to simply refer to them by their last names in order to avoid conflict over the issue. When the district refi refused John Kluge's uh, religious accommodation, he resigned. Again, this is what happens. These are the bitter fruits of the Biden administration. Also, today's the Feast of St. Thomas Aquinas, the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for all the clergy. Pray for us. He was a great Dominican teacher. He achieved a masterful presentation of sacred doctrine in the Summa Theologica, which he left uncompleted. St. Thomas died in 1274, declared a doctor of the church in 1567. Pray for us. Up next, whistleblowers. Sharing medical data from the Department of Defense. You don't want to miss it. Be right back. Stick around. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. Say to yourself every day, for me to live is Christ, 
and to die is gain. Thanks be to God, we got whistleblowers out there. <clears throat> whistleblowers share the Department of Defense's medical data that blows vaccine safety debate wide open. I want you to hear a short clip of this whistleblower. Then I'll give you some more context after we hear this clip. But thanks be to God that this whistleblower is telling us that these vaccines are causing injury and damage to our young military personnel. This is this is going to compromise and hinder our strike force, our immediate strike force, uh, in the event that the military has to mobilize. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A thousand. Uh, ten times. That's ten times the rate and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, Project SALUS weekly report. Project SALUS is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. That's one courageous senator. So let me give you the context. See, this is what happens when uh, you have a woke military and woke generals in the military and a woke president who is the commander-in-chief. This, uh, this whistleblower said something that it's been in my heart and in my mind for many years. They have to weaken the military. The communists and the globalists have to weaken the U.S. military, the, the greatest fighting force in the world. If they weaken them, and how are they doing it now? Well, by medical tyranny. By medical experimentation, causing many of them to get sick, and many of them dying. So, on Monday, Senator Ron Johnson, he held a five-hour hearing on a COVID-19 second opinion. He's a brave a brave man, Ron Johnson, because he's going against the whole medical mafia, these medical dictators that have big pharma, big money, and that have 
Again, the Biden administration on their side entirely. What is it that we want? While these whistleblowers that you just heard right now in this interview, they're sharing Department of Defense medical data that the Department of Defense doesn't want us to know about that blows this whole vaccine safety debate wide open. What do we want? We want transparency. But this is what's been missing from the greatest experiment on humans of all time throughout this scandemic pandemic. And now thankfully, thank you Jesus, you have military medical whistleblowers that have come forward with what they claim is perhaps the most accurate and revealing data set on vaccine safety that one can possibly find. The pro-pharma politicians and media, they claim that the CDC's pharma co-surveillance tool called VERS is not good enough to trigger investigations into the shots because anyone can supposedly submit a vaccine adverse event entry. Anybody can do that. Therefore, all the concerning safety signals from VAERS, well, guess what? They're being ignored. Even though that system was put in place as as a consolation to the public for absolving vaccine manufacturers of criminal liability or civil liability, well, now some military whistleblowers are coming forward to present data that have verified would signal extremely disturbing safety concerns about the vaccine that make the VAERS data look like child's play. This can only happen with the the woke takeover of the U.S. military. This endangers everybody in uniform and it endangers all of us because it's weakening our military. And so again, this past Monday, Senator Ron Johnson held a five-hour hearing on a COVID-19 second opinion. You just heard some of the testimony. The main player was Ohio attorney Thomas Renz. He's been representing clients suing the vaccine mandates. He presented the Department of Defense medical billing data from the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, DMED. It paints a shockingly disturbing picture of the health of our service members in 2021. These are young people in the prime of their life, in the best shape of their life. And they're getting sick and dropping dead in numbers that are alarming. According to the military, DMED stands for Defense Medical Epidemiology Database. It's the Armed Forces Health Surveillance Branch. The web-based tool to remotely ask and uh, to identify active component personnel and medical event data contained within the Defense Medical Surveillance System. In other words, 
It contains every ICD medical billing code for any medical diagnosis in the military submitted for medical insurance billing during any given period of time. Three military doctors have presented query data to attorney Renz that shows a shocking and sudden spike in nearly every ICD code for common vaccine injuries in 2021 for military personnel. In a declaration under penalty of perjury that attorney Renz plans to use in federal court, Dr. Samuel Sigaloff, Dr. Peter Chambers, and Dr. Teresa Long, three military doctors, revealed that there has been a 300% increase in DMED codes registered for miscarriages in the military in 2021 over the five-year average. The five-year average was 1,499 codes for miscarriages per year. And during the first 10 months of 2021, it was 4,182. As attorney Renz explained in an interview with The Blaze, he said, these doctors queried the numbers for hundreds of codes from 2016 through, through, through 2020 to establish a baseline five-year average. These codes were generally for ailments and injuries that medical literature has established as being potential adverse effects of the vaccines. Did you catch that? These codes were generally for ailments and inquiries that medical literature has established as being potential adverse effects of the vaccines. Now, aside from the spike in miscarriage diagnosis, there was almost a 300% increase in cancer diagnosis of military personnel last year in 2021. In the first 11 months, there's also a 1,000% increase in diagnosis codes for neurological issues, brain issues, which increase from a baseline average of 82,000 a year to 863,000 last year. Young military personnel that are now suffering brain issues as a result of the jab. Some other members, or some other numbers that that were not mentioned at the hearing, but but were given in an interview uh, to a to a Breitbart or to the Blaze, excuse me, was number one. There's been a two hundred sixty nine percent increase in myocardial infarction. That's heart problems amongst young military personnel. There's been a 291% increase in Bell's palsy in the military personnel. There's been an 156% increase in congenital malformations for children of military personnel. There's been a 471% increase last year of female infertility amongst military personnel. There's been a 467% increase in pulmonary embolisms amongst military personnel. Our military personnel 
is being experimented on like animals and they're being killed. What do you think Russia and China are doing across the pond right now? They're sharpening their swords. They're licking their chops. My name is Jesse Romero. I'm flying solo right now. Terry's doing some apostolic work for the conference this weekend uh, that we have over in Southern California that I know many of you are attending. And many of you have purchased the conference so you can watch it online on Monday and have it forevermore. We'll continue talking about this topic because this concerns us. Why? Because all of us are in danger. If our military personnel is compromised and they're in danger, that puts us all in danger. Especially when Joe Biden wants to get us into World War III. We'll be right back. Jesus, come to our assistance. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Lord Jesus Christ, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Psalm 69, verse 2. Month of January, still here? Call on the name of Jesus often. Uh, it, it It just brings peace and comfort and serenity of conscience to your soul. We're talking about what happens when you have a woke military, or should I say woke military leaders, and when the military is politicized by medical dictators, we have young military personnel around the country being experimented on like guinea pigs, and uh, the, the, the sicknesses and the illnesses and the diseases that, they're, that, that they are, that, that, uh, that's fallen upon these young military personnel, as a result of the jab being forced to take the jab they're having there's an increase in heart problems amongst these young military personnel bell's palsy congenital malformations of babies being born to military personnel female infertility and pulmonary embolisms they are through the roof through the roof all, all these numbers are among the ambulatory visits because those are where the vast number of diagnoses in the military occur. Attorney, the attorney, Rents, he did say the increases were indicated in the hospitalized patients as well. Attorney Rents says, I have seen one of the sworn declarations from one of the military doctors that it states as follows, quote, It is my professional opinion that the major increases of incidences in the above discuss instances of miscarriages, cancers, and diseases were due to COVID-19 vaccinations, close quote. This is a testimony of a military doctor. <clears throat> Attorney Renz also spoke to one of the whistleblowers who attests to being gravely concerned with seeing young soldiers with sudden metast- metastatic cancers, autoimmune diseases, heart and circulatory disorders, that have caused many soldiers to drop out of the various training programs. These whistleblower doctors were motivated to explore the DMED data due to the number of case increases they were seeing empirically. And one of the whistleblower doctors who served in the military for many years said this, 
Some physicians throughout the force, all branches, have been intimidated by command not to perform the full spectrum of testing and adhere to the regulations, which implicitly direct full workups for EUA vaccination adverse reactions. It will require other military physicians to step forward and share experiences to fully ascertain the enormity of these allegations and engender an investigation to the fullest extent. The attorney Rents claims he saw a video with two witnesses showing the entire process of downloading this data from the database and is prepared to present it in a court of law. Attorney Rents also said that this is just the tip of the iceberg as the codes have increased exponentially in numerous other diagnostic categories. Attorney Rents said his spreadsheet, which includes over 100 medical categories, was shared with Senator Johnson and his staff before the Monday hearing. These are two brave men. Two brave men. This Ohio attorney, Thomas Rents, and Senator Ron Johnson, who want to get to the bottom of this. They know that something, there's something fishy in Denmark. If these numbers are verified in the upcoming court cases, then absent some massive military insurance fraud or bizarre glitch in the system, it potentially paints a shocking picture of vaccine safety concerns that would indicate that not only were the VAERS safety signals something that should immediately have been followed up on, but they are plagued by woefully underreporting. The military is defined as a defined, finite, and closely controlled and monitored population of human beings. They are overwhelmingly young and healthy. If allegations of brain problems, heart problems, and cancer problems surrounding the vaccines are indeed true, the military would be the most revealing place to discover it, and their data is the most reliable and indisputable. DMED is quite literally an epidemiological surveillance program designed for the express purpose of detecting surges in illness and injury to make sure the military is combat ready. It's about national security even more than public health. Why would the military not have blown the whistle and warned the CDC right away about this data, about the spike in sicknesses and illnesses amongst young military personnel? On the Military Health System website, the Armed Forces Health Surveillance Division, AFHSD, is described as the central epidemiologic resource for the U.S. Armed Forces, conducting medical surveillance to protect those who serve our nation in uniform and allies who are critical to our national security interests. How could the blaring and glaring surveillance signals of a lifetime be ignored by the Defense Health Agency, the DHA, And how is this not conveyed to the general public? 
The big question is why the military public health analysts have, have not been communicating with military doctors about the shocking spikes in diagnoses this year, and why have they not put out any analysis explaining it? For, for this part, Senator Johnson said at, at Monday's hearing that he put the, the Department of Defense on notice that it better not delete any of the data. The Department of Defense, the Biden administration, is on notice and they must preserve these records and this must be investigated, said Senator Ron Johnson. The brave Ohio attorney, Rents, he testified at the hearing that some of the myocarditis data was slid backwards since the doctors originally downloaded it last year. Even if somehow these earth-shattering increases have nothing to do with the vaccines, isn't it important that our government investigate what appears to be a catastrophic decline in the health of our active duty fighting force? Why the heck is there such a decline in the health of those people in the military when they're young and in the best shape of their life? I mean, after all, the DMED database was designed for this very purpose. A person could do a research paper just on this data alone, said one of the whistleblowers on Monday. It was designed for this very purpose. The bottom line, according to this brave attorney from Ohio, Mr. Rents. The bottom line is that the onus of proof is on the government, not on the military personnel and citizens being forced to take the shots. If the manufacturers, Big Pharma, if they're exempt from liability uh, for government coercion to use their product, and the only pharmacological safety data we have is completely ignored, then where is the recourse of the people to redress safety concerns. In the opinion of the Ohio attorney, if the shots are safe and effective, then the Pentagon should have no problem explaining the source of these gargantuan increases in instances of numerous illnesses amongst young military personnel. Come on, guys. A little bit of transparency Transparency is the most potent cure of a pandemic of secrecy. That's exactly what we have, a pandemic of secrecy. Why is all this happening? Because we have woke generals and we have woke people that are in charge of the military. And when you have a woke general and a woke president, what happens? People like, Space Force Commander Matthew Lomier gets relieved of duty. Yep. Because he's a whistleblower. You remember a few a few uh, months ago, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomier was fired in May of 2021 as commander of a U.S. Space Force unit. What was his offense? His offense was speaking the truth 
about critical race theory's rapid inroads among America's armed forces. This young lieutenant colonel was dismissed from his post after bashing critical race theory creeping into the military. And so the woke left had to dismiss him. Critical race theory is being taught in the military. Forced vaccinations are occurring in the military. And what's what is the fruit of these forced vaccinations amongst young military personnel that should be in the best shape of their life? There's a 269% increase last year, last year, when the jab was implemented by force in myocardial infarction amongst young military personnel. <clears throat> There's a 291% increase in Bell's palsy last year, 2021, among military personnel taking the jabs. Female infertility last year increased 471% uh, when compared to the previous years. Pulmonary embolisms are up 467% amongst young military personnel in 2021 when you compare to the, for the previous years. Something's fishy. They're trying to kill our servicemen, weaken our military. We'll be right back. Don't change that dial. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. If you love God, which I know everybody within an earshot of this show loves God, or you wouldn't be listening to this program. If you love God, guess what? Be prepared to enter into a life of discipline and suffering. That's what it means to follow the Lord in this lifetime. It is a lifetime of discipline and suffering and penance and offering it up. Terry Barber and myself, all we are is ambassadors for Christ, just like you are. Baptism made you an ambassador for Christ. I'm an ambassador for Christ and I'm here to share with you that there's life insurance or fire insurance, whatever you want to call it. Depends how you look at it. Your life on planet Earth will not be more than 100 years guaranteed. You will work, study, labor, pay taxes, get sick, get old, see a doctor and then die. Planet Earth is just a P.O. box. It will soon be over. We were made to know, love, and serve God in this lifetime and to spend all eternity with Him in the next. And St. Paul tells us, nothing, absolutely nothing, can compare to heaven. Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the Himalayan system. It's located near the common border of, of uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and China. It's over 29,000 feet high. 
Mount Everest has drawn climbers from every nation. Even blind people have risked their lives to climb Mount Everest. Sir Edmund Hillary, he did so uh, May 23, 1953. And a special search team found an exposed body affixed with his name tag on May 1st, 1999. Between 1921 and 2006, some 14,000 people climbed to that misty summit in, uh, in the Corcoran Range. Climbing Mount Everest has proved to be a fatal attraction to 280 people. Of that number, 94 died above the death zone at 26,000 feet. Medical studies show they died from the many consequences of a cerebral or pulmonary edema, which causes dizziness, fatigue, imbalance, and poor judgment. Experienced uh, guides also die, oftentimes trying to save those incapacitated by the frigid elements. Nowadays, snow-melting climate, it, it, it exposes mummified bodies, emphasizing the danger of the climb, of the ascent. Grueling preparation for the exhausting climb requires months of training and psychological focus. Techniques and standards, procedures for the packing and proper use of equipment must become second nature. Food bars, water, and nothing, nothing gets stuffed into a 55-pound backpack that's not going to be used. An insulated tent, rope, pikes, ice, uh, ice axe, oxygen tank, first aid kit, sunscreen, sunglasses, flashlight, cell phone, batteries included, every item essential for surviving the expedition. Daily training with increasing backpack weight builds strength and stamina and, and, and acclimation. Also, the lack of oxygen at high altitudes will fatigue the muscles, and one false step could mean disaster. After all that preparation, climbing six miles up takes another six to eight, ten weeks, Climbers usually spend months away from their family, friends, and career. People oftentimes write their last will before they go climb. Wills get written and notarized. Iffy goodbyes are tender to loved ones. Turning back is not acceptable. Adventurers are willing to risk everything to achieve glory and return to share their personal experience of the highest summit in the world. Like mountain climbers, we Christians are called to sacrifice much for an upward ascent to the summit of life. We're all born with the right to pursue happiness, but with surety of attaining it. We're not sure if we're going to attain it. There's no guarantee you're going to be happy in this lifetime. Our bodily senses distract from, from spiritual fulfillment. We're fooled into ignoring God's call, probably because we suspect it's hard work. Worldly demands require far less sacrifice and discipline. And after much disappointment, we learn to respond to God. He requires all the love and strength of body, mind, and spirit that we can muster. That's all, he want for, that's all God wants from us, is all of us. Kind of like a mountain climber. Like mountain climbers, we Christians are called to sacrifice much for that inward ascent of the summit of life, to the summit of life. We're all born with the right to pursue happiness, but without the guarantee of attaining it. 
We're fooled into ignoring God's call probably because we suspect it's hard work. Worldly demands require far less sacrifice and discipline. After much disappointment, we learn to respond to God. He requires all the love and strength of body, mind, and spirit that we can muster. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Our Lord says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Wholehearted love of God may require goodbyes to loved ones as warriors going into battle. Turning back is out of the question. Austere discipline and spiritual exercises will become routine. Himalayan mountaineers and other athletes would marvel at the similar effort it takes to win the summit and the laurel-leafed crown of eternal life. St. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 9.25 that the Christian life, it takes the discipline of an athlete to attain the prize. He writes, Everyone who competes in the games trains with strict, strict discipline. They do it for a crown that is perishable, but we do it for a crown that is imperishable. That crown is the crown that God will give us in heaven. <clears throat> it, helps, it helps to have friends with the same spiritual goal as a team of mountain climbers roped together in their ascent. No discussions, readings, or videos of saintly lives can substitute for direct personal experience of God. We're all called to become saints. Don't miss the opportunity. The saints risk their lives to attain mystical union with Christ. Beautific visions put to rest forever their lingering doubts, their vain pursuits and illusory goals. Conquering Mount Everest or gaining the whole world can never equal that blessed state of union with God in heaven who satisfies every human desire with lasting happiness and peace that defies description. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus our Lord, He knows your pain and suffering. Jesus is God. 2,000 years ago, He came down to earth. He took upon Himself a human nature. He feels our pain. Remember Jesus Christ's immortal words whenever you feel a little downtrodden. Whenever you feel a little melancholy. Our Lord says in John chapter 14 verse 19. He says, Because I live, you will live also. What beautiful... Those words are so comforting. Because I live, you will live also. John 14, 19. Because I live, you will live also. Remember that the Christian life is one of action. Not just of speech. Not just of daydreams. Let there be few words. And let there be much action. And let those actions be done well. That's why St. James the Apostle says, Faith without works is dead. 
What is needed is faith and action. Sometimes people say, but Jess, it's, it's hard to walk with the Lord. It's hard to walk with the Lord. But I would tell you, it's harder not to walk with the Lord. It's harder not to walk with the Lord. Hebrews 10.21 says, It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember, a snail is alive today because it persevered with a partner and they reached Noah's Ark together. Together. The most meaningless statistic in a ball game is a score at halftime. It's how you finish. A diamond is a piece of coal that stayed on the job a long time. And it's now a diamond. The great British general Wellington once said, My men are not braver than, than any other troops. They're just braver five minutes longer. My brothers and sisters of Christ, that's a wrap. This is our Friday show, the Terry and Jesse show. Hope you enjoyed it. We sure uh, we we consider ourselves a lighthouse. That's all we are. We're just a lighthouse trying to put the, you know, trying to guide people, navigate people, through the through the, uh, you know, shark infested waters of life. So I don't care if you're five years old or 105 years old. Once you're baptized, guess what? God chose you from all eternity. He chose you where you are right now to change the world. God bless you. Keep the faith. We'll see you next week. Same Christ time, same Christ channel.